Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I hope that you have had the most amazing week. Now I'm going to be honest. This week was a lot, a lot. And this weekend is not going to slow up anytime soon, but I'm super grateful for us to be together, to come together, to listen as you're listening to me, bring this podcast to life. I enjoy it. I love it. I just, everything about it. And so this week has been rather interesting and what made it really interesting was just time management time management but before i get into all of that let's just give you guys a welcome if this is your first time thank you thank you thank you for choosing to listen to conversations with toy i am your podcast host la toy but i go by toy and we talk about all things self-care mental health relationships, what's going on in the social media world, all of it. There's literally nothing that's off the table, nothing that's off topic. And why do we have these conversations? We have these conversations because oftentimes, oftentimes, there are conversations that we need to have. Sometimes we have conversations that'll make you laugh. Sometimes we'll have conversations that'll make you cry. And oftentimes we'll have conversations that will make you think. And the reason is, is that's just how life works. We live in a society where we have these ups and down moments. We have these moments when everything's going good and when moments when they're not. So that is the purpose, the entire purpose for us coming together. And so I'm grateful for you being here. Now, remember, if you, this is your first time, don't make yourself a stranger. Come back. There are five seasons over 80 episodes all together for you to listen to. You can pick and choose which episode resonates with you the most. You may be having issues in your relationship or a potential relationship that you're considering. There's a podcast for that. If you want to talk about your stress and your anxiety because the people that you're around, they just don't seem to think that, you know, stress is real or anxiety is real or any of those things that honestly we all go through. It's very important that we continue to say that and we advocate for people because a lot of people are always feeling like they're an island, some type of magical unicorn where they're the only ones going through things and everyone else around them is flourishing. I'm here to tell you, even the people who have it all together, quote unquote, those who look well put together, sound great, are great, struggling, are usually struggling every single day. So don't get caught up in what you see. Sometimes those are smoke screens. You know, people mean well, they want to put their best foot forward, but in reality, life is kicking every last one of our behinds at different variations. So thank you. And if you are already a seasoned person, that means you are a subscriber, right? That means you've clicked the button that says, every time an episode pops, I want to make sure I'm the first to get it. We appreciate you. If you're not a subscriber, go ahead and just hit that subscribe on your favorite podcast um, mechanism because, you know, there's many ways to listen hit that button to subscribe. That way when a new episode hits, you won't you won't forget it and you won't miss out because you're already in the know. You're smart. You know what to do. And as always, share the episode, review a podcast or just the podcast in general. Listen, I love reviews. I listen to reviews. Reviews are amazing. We kind of need those things because that allows other people who may be leery or like, what's this? You know, what's that? They'll figure it out and they'll be able to listen. Now, today's episode, we are, we have a guest and we're going to get into that as well, but we're going to be talking about anxiety. Again, I'm, why do I talk about anxiety so often? Not just because I've experienced it or do experience it, but I feel like a lot of us experiences at different variations and the way that we experience it is completely different from one person to another. So by the way, if you have a friend or a family member and they're telling you that I don't experience it, that's just not my experience. It's okay to have different shared, you know, or even shared experiences when it comes to what anxiety looks like for you. Anxiety or stress or depression or any of those things shows up in our bodies, 
shows up on in our consciousness completely different. For me, I used to deal with panic attacks. For you, you may have an issue where you can't sleep. You may overindulge in something like alcohol or food or sex or whatever it is to try to cope. But whatever it is, I honestly believe that we still all deal with it. And so that's why there's a lot of conversations that are wrapped around mental health care. There's a lot of conversations that are wrapped, mapped and wrapped around, you know, what is mental wellness? Because I found very interesting when you say somebody has mental health care issues, people get real, real offensive. Like they'll clam up, shut down. I don't have issues. I don't have problems. I beg to differ. We all have some sort of issue, some type of problem, something that we're dealing with. And in addition to that, uh, when you say the words mental wellness, when you're trying to encourage people to have mental wellness, people's ears pick up. They kind of accept mental wellness over mental issues. And I try my best to say mental wellness only because I know that people will treat to that by saying mental wellness versus saying mental issues. Personally for me, and this is just a personal preference for you, this could be a trigger just by using the word interchangeably for you. It could be problematic for me. I am of the mindset that I don't care how you wrap it up. Just help me to get better. Right. But again, that's just me. So I don't want to push my ways out on you, but just a way of thinking like, listen, I don't care what you call it. Make sure that I get the the answers that I need, get the tools that I need to become better. And so today's episode is one of those episodes where we're going to try to give you a tool. A tool, just like in your tool belt, is going to help you to either achieve a goal, to complete something that you haven't completed, to get really to honestly get to a better mental wellness, a better place in your mindset where you're able to have the tools necessary to become better. If you're having less anxiety, um, moments, that's beautiful. If you're able to, when it does come on you and, and come out of that trigger a little earlier than before, that's beautiful too. Everyone is different. So their highs and lows look very different. But today we have Rochelle. Actually, I said that incorrectly. It's Rachel McLeod. Now her name is spelled like Rochelle, like literally on paper, it's spelled like Rochelle, but her name is Rachel McLeod. And Rachel is a mental health therapist and emotional wellness through years of successfully helping clients move through their anxiety, depression, and trauma disorders into remission. She has developed a program that empowers people to skillfully get rid of these symptoms and to heal. She is a facilitator of the Facebook group, Releasing the Baggage of Anxiety depression, and traumatic stress, where she delivers free training on leading interventions that work well for getting rid of the symptoms, not just coping or managing them. Her mission is to empower people to do their own healing work effectively, safely, and skillfully. So that's a tool. We have somebody here who has studied it, who's walked it, who's used it and help other clients to become better. And if better for you or for me is to have less trauma um, issues, if that's to have less uh, anxiety issues, whatever your issues or your mental wellness capacity, we want to empower you to become better. So we have Rachel on the show today. She is going to give us some of her insight. You can follow along because you know that in the show notes, as we always do, everything that you need to click on her Facebook page, everything that you need to make sure that you get into her program, whatever you need, we have available because I'm a firm believer that sometimes we can talk the talk and it sounds great and it sounds empowering and you may be working out or folding laundry or whatever you're doing and you're thinking to yourself, you know, everything that they said is 1000%, but I need more. We're here to try to give you more. Now, I cannot say that it's going to be 100% with anything, but I do know that if we can get more tools and tool sets to help us to become better, I 1000% stand behind that. So without any further ado, I want to welcome Rachel to the show, and I want you to sit back, listen, take notes if you're available to take notes, um, something resonate with you. You know, you can always go back and rewind because you may be doing all the things. I Trust me, I get it as well. But thank you for listening. Let's get right into the episode. Good Friday to my Conversations with Toy community. It is so good to finally be back on the airways so you can hear all the things that are going on. But we actually do have a treat today. We have Rachel. She is a emotional wellness coach and she's here. Now, listen, I know what you're thinking. 
Why do you keep bringing us such great people? Because you need them, right? You need these amazing people, these amazing humans who have decided to take on the work of helping others who deal with the very everyday things. I like to stress that. Because sometimes I feel like sometimes we talk about anxiety, we talk about emotional wellness, it feels like it's something for a certain type of people. There is no certain type of people. It's all people. We all deal with some form of emotional healing, something that we may need. And so it's very imperative that we continue to have conversations because the more we have conversations, the more people who are dealing with it can come out of their hiding and deal with the things that they need to. And reality of dealing with your emotional um, wellness, it really does help you become a better person. It's helping you to be the person you were really meant to be. And sometimes we we can hide behind our struggles and we're not ready to take on that this big massive um, pull that it takes. And, and again, I'm not the emotional wellness coach. I just know what I've been through. You guys have heard the story of the things that I've gone through, but we have someone here who is mastering the wellness space and is here to help you to become better and be able to address the things that you need. So Rachel, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Yeah. Gosh, so much in your intro right there. I just want to talk about it all. <laughs> and we can talk right about it. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Yeah. And, and let me say about myself that um, I um, came to be an emotional wellness coach because I um, have been, gosh, mentally ill. Um, I have had um, dealt with obsessive compulsive disorder, which was just the tip of the iceberg of my complex childhood complex post-traumatic stress disorder mm -hmm. and um, from generational generations of trauma, uh, unpacking generations of trauma and, um, and really, really, and then becoming a therapist <laughs> and then failing at therapy and leaving therapy and being furious at therapy and really finding some interventions that help me become well and help me break out of the obsessions and compulsions I was experiencing. And then also later panic attacks and um, the symptoms that led me into the resolving and healing the complex childhood trauma. And, um, and the way it really, I don't know that we always complete that process, mm -hmm. um, but, but the way it can gridlock us in our life, that has been, um, a phenomenal experience. And then seeing, could I help others with this? Do other people's brain work like this too? And turns out they do. <laughs> and then, yeah, yes. And then really from there, it's like, you know, can I help them? Um, it, I noticed that as we would work through symptoms, we'd get symptoms out of the way. Um, they'd still have a disorder. And I was like, well, that's not, that's not the beat. <laughs> that's not what right, we're that's not here, here for it. Right. Uh, right. And so I, then I'm like, how can, can we, can we get rid of the whole disorder? It turns out you can. And so that went, that was very exciting. And, um, I was finding my clients leaving my practice. And I was like, this is great. Not that I wanted them to leave, but because people should be living their lives, not hanging out with a therapist for decades. Right. You know? And so the next thing was, can we do this faster? And that's really when I started teaching my clients the interventions, emotional freedom techniques, thought-filled therapy, energy medicine, EMDR. I would just teach it to them, whatever they were ready for and their skill that I could. Some of these interventions you can hand people like you don't even know on the street. And some of them are really powerful and can't and need to, you have to have some skill developed to manage them well. And so I would teach them these interventions based on where they were at. And then I'd, I'd give them tasks and then we'd divide and conquer and work through each layer of their disorder and really then build up in the, the wellness that they, they needed to be well. And so, um, that's really where, and now I do that. I help people resolve disorders in two to six months or get rid of symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress in two to six months instead of two to six years, which is a phenomenal thing to do. It's not necessarily the right fit for everybody, the right pace, but um, many of my therapy clients will, uh, will, they come to me for that specifically, but other people like they need a slower pace, like a year or two years, but gosh, that's better than two decades of dragging around this baggage. Yes. You know? and because so, that baggage is who the bags be getting heavy when you, yes. you think about it, the layers of, like you said, childhood uh, trauma. I find a lot of people, and I won't say everyone, because again, I never classify everyone in the same uh, space in the same arena, but I know a lot of people who deal with childhood trauma. And that is what usually ignites 
this level of, you know, healing process that begins because then you started, you know, especially now with information being so free and being able to get a hold of it, like you're hearing things. I know for me, I was hearing things for the first time that I had experienced and didn't realize that's what it was. And so sometimes for me, that created PTSD as well, because then I'm like, oh no, now this is it. And now I know what it is. And now I got to figure this out. And it was stressful. Yeah. It's traumatic to get a diagnosis. Yeah. Um, it's, and the thing is, I want to go back to the emotions piece that, that um, in doing work with my own wellness, like from the, the bottom of the barrel to, to coming into wellness and seeing myself have different abilities that I was not programmed with. Um, I was not, I was not programmed with empathy. Like I, and that's like, you need that to be a therapist, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like, but brains wire that stuff in. You know, the ability to have difficult conversations, um, the ability to stop fawning over people and people pleasing to be able to be assertive brains build that. Um, and so, and that's really what I came into this with is that the brains build what we want and what we need to live well. And if we're not living well, it's because our brain hasn't been able to create it yet. Right. And so uh, the fundamental truth in all this stuff is that emotions are part of the ingredients and the recipe to wellness of all kinds. Emotional intelligence is highly ranked. Like it's one of the top ingredients for success, you know? So there's these correlations with emotions and that just is very fascinating. And that's um, why I'm an emotional wellness coach is because I learned that uh, the brain has no difficulty processing positive emotions because they are fun. <laughs> the brain, right. It's like, they, we have no problem with those, but the ones that are more, we classify them as negative, they register in the brain as pain. And so the service, the survival system jumps in and starts blocking them because its whole job is to get you away from pain. Right. And so here we have some of the, our information can get up to the front of the brain where that will, will create and inform the, the programs that are built for us. But we have this whole other aspect of ourselves that cannot get the communication into the front of the brain. And so we're not being able to pro integrate these, this other information. And it is information. It's information in us. Our emotions deliver information and energy. And then they come to the front. And we know what happens as we talk about, you know, um, sexism and racist, racism. And, and we know what happens when voices cannot get into the room right? There is dysfunction caused when whole demographics of the people aren't able to get into the room and have their ideas communicated um, and received and integrated into the solutions, right? That's what, that's what we all want. Well, that's internally happening as well. So we have half of us is getting through and half of us isn't. And so our solutions are lopsided. They don't fit us. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're, they're, they're not it. And then all this negative stuff, this, the negative, the emotions that have been registered as pain, that's that never stops trying to get through. That's why we can have symptoms of, we can have flashbacks from when we were five over and over and over again, because the body is like, but I have to tell you this. And it's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Can we just not talk about that? Can we just move on? No, I need to tell you about this. And we, we go through the process of ignoring that part of us, but it never stops. And that's how our system works. It's, it's like, you need this information. And so really the interventions I use are really to help the survival system stop blocking all of that emotion. And so, and that, and that's an electrical process. And so if we can, if we can get that survival system out of the way, unblocking the process for 30 seconds, which is how long most of these interventions take, that's a lot of electrical information that moves through your system. And so with that, we can stop panic attacks in a moment, in a matter of minutes. I've helped somebody resolve their, their worm phobia in 10 minutes. I have helped somebody resolve their PTSD from a car accident in two sessions. I mean, this stuff doesn't take a long time. It's really just helping the brain do and helping the, your system do what it's supposed to be doing and getting through that. Anyway, so that's really what, why I am so about this emotions and we all have them. And where this communication doesn't come through and can't come through, you will see symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress, whether it's procrastination, <laughs> racing thoughts, dissociation, mind going blank, difficulty concentrating, not being able to sleep, waking up, nightmares, all that stuff is your body making this effort to make that communication and then it getting blocked. 
I'm glad that you said that when you were talking about the whole blocking of pain, because sometimes even in our vocabulary, the things that we say, we don't realize that we're blocking it. When we, you said when you were giving your example about, you know, you're, you're the five-year-old self, you have this flashback of something happened and you'll say things like, oh, I don't want to talk about it, or I should be over it, or things yes. like, or whatever, or that didn't happen. Is that true? Like, these are some of the things I feel like we tell ourselves every day. We don't realize that that's part of blocking it. Oh, yeah. And, um, and it's just not how our system works. And let me tell you some really cool things about this is that because we're doing this work with the survival system and not the front of the brain where that's where our thinking center are the talking center. This is what most talk therapy addresses. It really uses the thinking center to do a lot of this work, but that's really not where this problem is, is blocked. That's not where this part of the brain I find has, has very little difficulty doing its work. The, the fact that it's not getting the ingredients it needs to create the amazing things it's supposed to create is really where the problem is. And so because the survival system doesn't care about words, it doesn't care about what we think. It doesn't care about what we know. It just wants to know, is it pain? Is it not pain? Is it going to kill us or is it not? We right. never have to talk about those traumatic events to heal. And so we can spend 10, 20 minutes uh, guiding the brain to take these, these flashbacks or these old memories, these painful memories, and we can manually walk them through the brain's healing process so they don't get blocked out. And so that they make it to the front in a very short amount of time. And then all of a sudden um, the pain is taken from the event. The, the, your, once the pain is gone, it's kind of like a, um, a tooth. If you have a toothache, you go in and numb it first so you can do the work. If you don't <laughs> right. numb it, your, your patient starts screaming and starting to run from the building. It's very hard to do the work. And so the brain is the same way. If we can get the pain out of the, out of the past memory, which we can, we open the doors, talk with the survival system and, um, if we can get that pain out, all of a sudden your thinking center can get in there and figure out what's going on, sort everything, release what's no longer needed, take the nuggets and wisdom that you're supposed to, right? We have these events, even if they're horrible, our brain is designed to take them and create beautiful function for us and growth. And so all of a sudden the brain can do that done. And then it doesn't like to revisit these like this flashbacks. Don't once the brain's done with it, it doesn't flash back to it. It might reference it again, but it'll also reference the, it'll reference what's remaining in it, which is a lot of the positive thoughts and, and beliefs and memories. So we're actually changing so much of our, what's in the back of our mind, instead of having all this pain back there, now we can actually have positive beliefs, positive emotions, and really feel great about our history, our future, our present. What are some of the, what are some of the ways by which you help someone who's coming in? They're starting this process with you. What are some of the ways that they need to, how do they need to show up? Because if they're already dealing with whatever they're dealing with, but they have the cognitive mind to take that first initial step to get the help, how do do they need to show up? Or what would be the suggestive way to just show up? Um, You know, I, for me, because I help people do the brain work for resolving these symptoms and to get the brain to resolve these systems for these symptoms for people, um, really, you just got to be ready to work. <laughs> that's really, that's really it. We're doing kind of some brain pushups. Um, we are, we're, and, and the survival system, it doesn't like, like I said, it's not a thinking center. It doesn't care what we think. It doesn't care what we know. It's really listening to the body. It wants to know the body. Are we going to, its job is to keep the body alive. Mm-hmm. That's its whole job. So it's listening very closely. So we can use the body to send information to that part of the brain. Hey, we're okay. You can let healing happen. We're, we're fine. We're safe. Even while the body might be sending signals of distress, like nausea, tightness in your chest, feeling like your, your throat is tight, headaches, those sorts of things where the body's saying, we're not okay. But because we can use and hijack some of these systems and send those information and that information in, then that's, that's really going to be the work. These interventions are um, the ones I like to give first are tapping interventions. They're tapping on parts of the hand, parts of the face, parts of the chest, um, and in specific locations using 
um, acupressure, acupuncture, like without needles, right. <laughs> right? And so, but because we want to send that information to that, that survival system that we're fine. And so I have people to use these interventions because they support the brain's whole process, whole healing process. I help have them do this work for about two hours a day. Right. And so if we do two hours a day, I find that to resolve a disorder and not everybody comes to me with a full-blown disorder. Right. Um, sometimes it's just a problem here or a problem there, but, um, but to resolve a disorder, it takes about 120 to 300 hours of specific and targeted brain work using these interventions. And so we, if we do two hours a day, we can get in, in eight weeks, we can get done 112 hours of this work, which is transformational. Um, it, it's done. Some people are finished by then. And some people are a third through, but every 10 hours of this work, you've helped your brain resolve so many issues. It, you, you kind of have to reorient yourself to like, wow, my brain is functioning. The lights are going off. I have new ideas, new realizations. I can do this. I, I, you know what? I'm going to try that instead. Like the brain is, you can see your brain creating and shifting and and it starts to affect your outside world and how it functions and so even though it takes 120 to 300 hours that doesn't mean it's not going to be good until then no you will notice it increasingly getting like every time you tap every time you intervene it's like all of a sudden there's there's all this transformation and what people will notice first as they're tapping is that whatever like if they're in a panic attack they'll notice their body start relaxing and then they'll start to notice new thoughts. And then they'll start to notice more objective feelings about what's going on, more objective thoughts. Like, hmm, this is interesting. I was, I was going here and then I did that. Instead of, I'm gonna die, I'm not gonna be okay. You know. Um, and then you'll start to watch the brain start creating new solutions. And so, and that's really the process. And each time we're intervening, that process is happening. In the beginning, the solutions aren't super fabulous because there's a lot of information we need to move through. We need to get the front of the brain, all this information that hasn't met, made it through in decades, right? Have you, have you ever had someone where you're, you're helping them to do the work and they've come to this point where they're blocked, like they feel like, one, they're not tapping into all the things that you're asking them to do, to, to do the work. Have you ever had a situation where somebody just was stopped? They were just stopping in, the, in their process of healing. Yes. Um, and I've noticed the pattern is there's two patterns. Um, and one is that they will have current, a current trauma they're dealing with. When the brain, when we have a current trauma, like we lose a loved one or a relationship ends or um, anything like that, that's presently traumatic, that's the brain's priority. And so, and, and because when a trauma happens, the brain needs to create a whole new way of being. And so, and that, is means that it's gonna try a lot of things. It's gonna to try to pull all this information through. Most of it's gonna be pain related. So it's gonna get blocked. It's, so um, you're gonna see all these symptoms, these looping thoughts and flashbacks and all these things. It's really, that's a point where we need to get off this whole integration path and help the brain complete its process for creating a new way of being uh, as a result of it discovering that this traumatic event that just recently happened could even happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is a, that's a process where people will get stuck in resolving anxiety, depression, or traumatic stress, but it's not, it's not that they're blocked. It's just that there is a big workaround there. Um, and so after they help their brain create this, because lots of times, if you have past traumas and a new trauma comes up, it compounds things and can make things worse. That's why we want to start intervening and helping the brain right away. So we can create that new way of being. Mm -hmm. and then get back to work. Um, the other time that I see people get stuck in their work is when they just don't have enough support in their, in their, in their support system, okay. or they have lots of people that around them that aren't supportive. And so that's a, um, a, a challenge that I talk about in to participate in my most intensive, um, my eight week intensive coaching program. Okay. I really check people's support system. Uh, because the more support you have, uh, the, the deeper you can go and the faster your transformation can be. And I mean, the support systems are kind of an indicator of um, current health levels okay. uh, in some ways, relational health, right? If we're on an island in our life and there's no help, there's a reason for that that is internal. 
Um, where we're afraid of the people around us because of past trauma, right? Um, we've had past relationship trauma, maybe with a parent, maybe with um, uh, providers in the community we've been betrayed. Um, so it's a, that's a, that's, that challenge makes it so that people have a difficult time being resilient and handling the Right when we're when we're going through doing these distorted work, we're going into the very deepest layers of us. We're reprogramming and um, reconditioning our nervous system. Our we're we're reconditioning how our brain is processing sensory information. Right, this is deep shifting, and so if you can't if it, so it's it's kind of the support, it's like trying to work on a big building at the foundation level, but there's no, there aren't cranes holding the building up while you go do this thing. I don't know how construction works, but I'm imagining <laughs> something <laughs> like that, right? Because I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's like, you want to make sure that the building doesn't crash on you. Right. Right. And so that those are when people don't have enough support, that's really a time when um, that's really the focus. And that can and I encourage people to work with body people, body workers, because the trauma, the anxiety, the depression needs to get out of the body. It needs to get out of the nervous system. A lot of times people, you know, that getting um talk therapy support can be really helpful, um, but it's more common that people will, oh, I have people I can talk to. I can, I can talk to my therapist or, but I really want them to go see people like acupuncturists and I give them broad varieties so that, that they can pick what's right for them. But acupuncturists, massage therapy, yoga, energy workers. Um, I have, I have the benefit of having some really phenomenal um, Eden energy medicine professionals in my community. So I send clients there, um, uh, uh, chiropractors. Um, any of these people are, are really and I, I think I'm, I'm in a niche of really, I like, I like going off the beaten path because in, when I had my disorders, I, I was on the beaten path as a therapist and I was not getting the results. I was not getting people results. Like I want to, I don't want these symptoms. Mm. I don't want them. And so I really wanted to talk to people who was like, who were like, no, you don't have to have them. Let's resolve that. Right. You know, and so I've really gone off the beaten path for that because traditionally therapy has been, well, you need to cope. You just need to learn how to manage what you've got. And I'm not interested in that. <laughs> right. I'm not. And so I've really, I've experimented a lot with a lot of different things, sometimes accidentally. Um, and Ben, I, the first thing that got me here was I was talking, my son had this health situation that none of the doctors could resolve. It wasn't life-threatening. So they were like, hmm, it's, you know, it is what it is, you know, we are I'm like, no, there is something wrong. And so I went to the park and I was complaining about them. And I went, they were like, why don't you go see this, this woman? And I was like, okay, what else do I got to do? You know, I, I have, uh, I've beaten the path around the town and nobody wants to touch this with the 10 foot pole. So I go there and this woman has this I didn't even know who, where they were sending me, but they, they, she had this little mat, this metal mat on a chair and she sat my son on it and she started like passing him vials and there was this little needle next to it. And it was reading electromagnetic fields of it. And I was like, what have these people got me into? Right. What is happening here? And she was like, oh, he's got this and this. I'm treating it electromagnetically. Okay. And I'm like, this woman lost her mind. And then she says, okay, we're finished. And I had paid her some like good money at the time because I was mentally ill and I thought it was a financial crisis. I was in a financial crisis. Right. So I had paid her a lot of money for me at the time. And I left with like shell shocked. And then it was like, well, and she said, St and stop feeding him corn and potatoes, you know? Okay. See you later. And, and so I left. And so I was like, this Looney Tunes just happened to me and, but okay. And I said, well, I, I'll just stop the potatoes and corn, whatever. I'm already in this. Um, not a big deal. And his problem solved in three days. Wow. Done. And I was just, and so I was just like, that was, I mean, I went back to her, you know, she's the one who actually handed me my first emotional freedom techniques, the first intervention that I ever used during that time. And she said, try this, it will change your life. And by, by that time, if she had said, you know, run around the block four times saying this thing, I would have done it. <laughs> right. Cause you've seen the results already. So you already knew you already right. knew. <laughs> and so that was my first experience off the beaten path. And then there's all these people that are like, yeah, we can resolve that. Yeah, we can. And we do. And so, and then also like 
I could go on and on, but I can, what I can tell you is that when we talk about our symptoms and we're talking about them, talking about them, talking about them, they will not resolve if they have not been resolved from the body level, Mm. period. Because the body is sending this communication up as well. The body is experiencing all of your life the same. That's why there's books like The Body Keeps the Score. It's wonderful that it talks about this and the neuroscience of this and shows you pictures of the brain and pictures pictures of the brain on trauma and pictures of the brain on uh, processed trauma. Um, Totally different. Um, So it's it's really... It's so that those are the two times I see, I see where people get stuck, but it doesn't have anything to do with brain function as a more it does to do with these other kind of external challenges that are very internal have internal impact. That, that does make sense. What are, um, let's say someone is in their mind thinking that they're listening to what you're saying right now. Everything that you're saying is touching on something that they know they need to do. What would be your, uh, your, your conversation with them to tell them like, you know, this is something you should probably take the next step. What would be your way of, of letting them know that? Um, you know, I want you to ask me that again in, in uh, I'm, I'm not quite certain where you're going with that. And I, I'm, my brain's is going off in three different directions about it. <laughs> well, what I mean is you're talking about someone who's listening in right now to our conversation and they're saying to themselves, I need to maybe talk to an emotional wellness coach, but I'm a little unsure of like the full benefits. Like we've talked about what you're able to do and the way that you handle it, but they're maybe apprehensive. Like how would you talk someone through their apprehension of using an emotional wellness coach? Yeah. You know, what I like to do is I like to give people experiences with the interventions. Um, That's because that's the, the proof is in the pudding. Right. Right. We can talk about this stuff till the cows come home. But if you don't, if we don't, if, but when we do it, then it's like, holy cow. So um, it's indisputable. Um, So, and even as I teach people emotional freedom techniques and I, and, and we work on a project together and we see how these interventions help the brain, they're like, is this magic? No, this is healthy brain function. Right. Like when your brain gets the support it needs to actually do what it can do, it's pretty night and day. I mean, almost miraculous. It's not because it's, it's actually how the brain works. But um, so I would say grab an intervention first, you know, um, and this is on my email list. When people join, I, the, the first thing they get is a welcome letter. And hey, here's the first intervention I'd like to introduce you to. And I give them a training video of emotional freedom techniques. And, um, and so they can start playing with it right away and see what happens. And so I have them take something that they're anxious about or a moment when they're in depression or a moment when they're having a flashback or a panic attack, find one or even remembering your last panic attack, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, tune into that and start tapping away. And after the first round, check back in and look at that thing you're working on and see if, is it the same? Is it different? Is it worse? Right. And then tap again. And, and it's, you, it's not, it's not usually worse. It's like in all the time I've ever done tapping, like 1% of the time I ask people if it's the same, better or worse, it's worse. 1%. Okay. Right? The majority of people, probably 70% is better. And like 29% it's the same. Right. And when it's the same, I switch interventions. Right. And that's why on my email list, two days later, I send out another intervention. This is my favorite trauma processing assessing intervention. Why don't you give it a try? See what happens. You know, um, and so and so I like to give people a variety because you never know which brain is which survival system is going to like which intervention. Right. Um, and so we want to match them with that. And so I find people can do that themselves and really have that's how I did it. I mean, she said, try this. I said, OK, I, I was having insomnia and racing thoughts. I couldn't get to sleep. And so I was like, let me see if that thing that she did. And so I tapped through one time and yawned and I was like, hmm, tap through again. 30 more seconds, I fell right to sleep. I woke up the next morning and I was like, what else can I try this on? You know, um, and that was how I got hooked. I, I we, sh- we, we are, we get addicted to um, healthy brain function or regulated states, 
Mm -hmm. We're not using alcohol, food, drugs, marijuana, sex, relationships for no reason. We need to have our nervous system regulated. And so when you have this experience with a tapping intervention and all of a sudden you're feeling calm and you're out of panic attack or your racing thoughts aren't racing anymore, uh, it's like, I like that. Can I do it again? And mm-hmm. yeah, it's yours. Use the intervention as much as you'd like. If we right. were working together, it'd be two hours a day. Because I know right. oh, your brain needs support two hours a day. You could probably tap for eight hours a day, but I just want you to do two, right? We don't need to catch every dysfunction, every malfunction. We'll get right. to it, right? Um, and sometimes when you do this work, you resolve one little area and the brain is like, oh, all the work I can do. And it'll go resolve more things for you. It's not, it does, it's not really something that's supposed, this isn't a process that's supposed to require us to manually walk it through. You know, sometimes it gets unbudged and it's like, thank you. I got it from here. And sometimes it's, you need to retrain it and recondition it to do this healing work. And that's really where, you know, why, one of the reasons why it takes so much time is we need to rebuild function. We need to rebuild or repair the brain's ability to, to grow, resolve problems, get rid of symptoms there. That's, there's a process for that. And so the more we do this, the more the brain is like, Oh my goodness, that was nice. Can we do that again? And it's like, well, move, let me try that. And then (laughs) the brain is trying it and you can support the brain pretty soon. It's, it's, it's up and running. So Anyway, I'm nerding out on you. What are, what are, it's all good. Listen, I'm here for every bit of it. What are some of the ways in which you take care of you? Like you're helping other people yeah. and you're helping doing the amazing work that you're doing. And it sounds great. How do you help and take care of you? What are the, some yeah. of the things that you do to take care of you? Yeah. You know, I use all these tools myself. Uh, I use my program. (laughs) If nobody else ever uses my program, it's fine. I use it, Um, especially because it's like, um, not only can you use this for um, resolving trauma, past traumas, but you can use this to help your brain um, come into alignment with your dream life and build your dream life Um, because your brain has to build that anyway. So you can really work with it to do that. Um, I like to do that. Um, and besides if, if when I'm outside, I grow, I'm growing a lot. Right. And so I have five children to keep up with. Like they are constantly outgrowing my, my, um, my, uh, subconscious programming. I like have subconscious programming for like a 15 year old. I don't have subconscious programming for a 16 year old and you're dating now. Like I, I, I'm having a hard time making that shift. I'm using these tools, (laughs) right? I don't know, (laughs) but let's do some work, you know? Um, but even in my business, in my, in my, um, in my marriage, I use this stuff, you know, when those moments when I'm going to choke my husband out, like, I know that that sensation is, is my nervous system expressing specific things that are in the language of the nervous system that I don't know, but I've translated as go choke that man. And, and I, I want to get had that, that same translation. I've had the same translation. We every married woman is that, that to the front of the brain where sense can be made of it, right? I don't want it staying in the back of my brain and fueling animal my the animal part of my brain. Like <laughs> I don't have time for that. Right, because then you're going to inch closer to his neck. We don't need those problems. We don't need those problems. No, I don't. Um, I don't. And so uh, this is where um, this is. So I use these tools. I use them pretty much daily. Um, I also, gosh, I love to, I, I'm, I would have never done this work with a therapist. You would never have seen me go to therapy. I'm not trying. I was not trying to go to therapy. I was too, I felt too fragile, defensive and protective. And, you know, you, you made a comment earlier that we can hide behind our struggles. Mm -hmm. Some of us are also hiding behind our victories, you know, and that was definitely someone who I was. And, um, And so I would have never gotten help because I can't admit this stuff to nobody, you know? So And so it was wonderful that I found a way to heal myself, which is really what I offer people, um, whether it's through my program or through uh, working with me intensively or just my email list, try this intervention. Um, But we need that. So anyway, um, but I, because resolving that, I have done some therapy sessions, some EMDR sessions. That was fun. Um, I, but I also love to try out these other modalities. Like I'm into fascial stretching right now. Okay. And I'm angry at the world for never telling me about this. I I can't believe I'm so mad. (laughs) (laughs) I've threatened to move into that woman's house. I'm like, I am your newest fan. Right. 
Um, two, I like I like to get on the um, I like to go work with energy medicine practitioners, and um, and get on their table. I um, I have a chiropractor. I like to be well, and that's kind of my one of my um, fun spaces too. It's like I feel like I want to pimp out my inner world and like increase my vitality and like what can this thing do. Right. You know, and I just be living good. Like I'm supposed to. That's right. That's right. So (laughs) I like to try things out. And, um, and also I'm always looking for, um, people to refer my clients to, uh, especially when they need, um, specific supports. Uh, I like, you know, even lens neurofeedback. Well, I want to go try that. So I go find a provider. Now I send my clients. I've had clients come back to me who look frazzled and like anxious and they come back looking like a million bucks. And I'm like, I think that machine's going to put me out of business. <laughs> and they still had trauma work to do, they still, but they true, but it made right. it easier because because it there's not enough. Like I'm not going to do um, uh, brainwave stuff. I don't do brainwave stuff, right? And so it's, right. it really takes a whole community. So I'm dipping into that. I'm trying things out. Um, other things I like are, gosh, salt baths. I'm all about that. Uh, I love gardening. I'm an edible landscaper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put, I build that and um, gosh, that's kind of friendship, fun yeah. adventures. Yeah. This is, this is a time where I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of building, um, mm-hmm. building in my family, building my business. And so friendships and, and those kind of fun adventures have and I have not had as much space for them, but it was in time with the pandemic. So I feel like, you know, okay. What are some of the ways that someone listening can get a hold of you so they can tap into this, almost literally tap into this work yeah. um, and find you so that they can do the same thing? I mean, you may have sparked someone's interest, which I hope that you have, because I'm all like, let me go look uh, myself, although I have your information, but how can somebody else <laughs> literally tap in so they can do the same? Yeah, I would recommend my, my, uh, my website. Um, and that is rachelmccloud.com. And my name is spelled like Rochelle. So I'm going to spell that yeah. for you. And I know that she's going to give you clickables, but it's R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-C-C-L-O-U-D.com. And that's my hub for everything. Um, you can learn about my process. Um, you can watch a webinar, you can join my email list, join my Facebook group, you can watch videos, watch testimonials, you can um, see about, you can look at the, the uh, online self-study program, mm-hmm. you can read about working with me intensively for eight weeks and beyond. Um, that's really where everything is. You can find my YouTube channel there. You all things, Rachel, are right there on my All website. the things. And you already know, guys, if you've been listening for this for a while, or even if this is your first time, I make everything clickable. I know y'all love to just click, click, click. No, nobody want to type anything no more. So we're going to help y'all. We're going to make sure that in the show notes will be completely clickable because we want you to get the information, not try to figure it all out. We figured it out for you. We're just going to click it, make sure it's clickable. Um, I'm just so grateful to have you Um here and just being a guest here to help our community. I mean, that's always the thing. I always like to bring guests who I feel like will uplift and and help our community. We can help them become better and we can help them to live well than we're doing our job. I mean, because that is what it's all about. You know, we, however long we have on this earth, we need to be living it well. And the only way to live well sometimes is to go back and, and, and go through some, you know, go through our past so we can be better in our future and our present which you said beautifully um, today. So thank you so much for being um, our guest. And we hope that if you're listening, I know you may be working out, maybe folding laundry, doing all of the things like the rest of us do, but uh, make sure you visit in the show notes so that you can go to her website and get all the information that you need. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So what did you think? Make sure that, again, we're going to make everything clickable so that you can get what you need. I am a firm believer of tools. Rachel is here as a guide. She can help you with her program to become better, to have less of these, you know, these moments. I like to call them moments, issues, wellness, whatever word you choose so that you can get the help that you need. Use that word. Utilize that word. 
um, again, having the skills to become better, to think better, to, you know, heal yourself. Cause let me tell you something, when you have a trauma that's going on, it can be almost, you know, you can't even feel like you can't move. You can't breathe. You can't get any, like, you don't feel like you have hope. And that is the last thing that I would want anybody to walk away from listening to this show um, and say to themselves, like, I don't hope I'm not hopeful. I don't feel like I'm loved. I don't feel like I'm heard because of the simple fact that you may be, you know, one physically by yourself or two, you may just be feeling alone in a crowded room. Listen, if you've never had that experience, it's not something that I would wish for people, but I do understand something. You could be in a room full of people and feel like no one is there. And that feeling, that feeling alone is very much overwhelming. But I do want you to hear this. If you're feeling that way, if you are feeling that way, because it happens to the best of us, right? Even with well intentions, it can happen. What I would suggest to you is to remember that this thought process that you're feeling this this moment of feeling like you're, you know, you're alone. It could be surrounded by real life events, right? If you're physically living by yourself, me telling you it's going to be all right may not work if you're literally in your home with no one else there. And if you're lonely because you don't have someone in your home or you can't get out, or maybe you're not out as often, you know, socialization has really taken a back seat since the pandemic. I understand that. What I will offer is the fact that at the end of the day, remember that a lot of those high intensity feelings will go away and I don't want you to act out on it because again, feeling alone is not, it's not a great feeling. And so I felt that way many, 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 many times, but I've tried to do my best to try to hold on and allow that feeling, that temporary feeling. And even if it's a revealing to you, you know, parts of some things that you desire or just some places that you want to have difference in, it still doesn't change that the initial feeling that you're feeling is very, it's, it's very temporary. And I'm hoping that you can see it as a temporary situation that you can push through and wait and hope and and get the help that you need, not just like just hope, but to actually get the tools and the, the people in your life that can help you to become better, a therapist, somebody that you can talk to, a friend, a family member, you know, just having that extra resource. I do hope that you do have an amazing weekend. Listen, this is going to be a long weekend. At least for me, and that's because I have a lot of media events that have been going down all week long. In addition, going down all weekend long, I'll have like a little bit of a break starting next week. But after that, it's pretty much right back to the grind. And um, I hope that you have a, do a good weekend. One thing I would say is that I always encourage every listener to find some me time. And I know that's harder, you know, to do sometimes because some people may have family. You may not have enough resources. Listen, I didn't always have the resources. I didn't always have, you know, the things I need to have. But one thing is for sure, finding something that you love, that you really can gravitate to and that you enjoy doing is some of the most best blessings you could ever have. So I honestly hope and pray that, that you're able to find that for yourself this weekend. It could be something for 15 minutes. It could be something that's for an hour. It could cost you almost barely nothing to costing you a lot of money, depending on how you want to spend it. But my goal for you is that I pray you're able to at least find some sort of an activity that'll build you up, that makes you feel good. It could be something that you're writing, you know, artwork that you're working on, having a favorite drink, uh, taking a walk outside because we know that, you know, physical, uh, being physical and getting some, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of fresh air is always helpful. Employ those things into your life. So have a great weekend and we will be back next week with more Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.